Hey everybody, welcome to the Complete Guide to Coholins. And I'm Ryan. I, I'm Zach. Hello. What? Today the tile is H8. Uh, that's in the graveyard. Ooh. Uh, there are a set of five tombstones here and a bunch of ghosts. Yes. And then in some versions of the game, Mm -hmm. there's a secret here. Yes. Uh, We talked about the library on a recent episode. And uh, the library in the deluxe version and the Switch version contains a book that you can knock off a high shelf to receive some instructions on how to uh, push these graves around. And if you push the graves in the right order, in the right configuration, then uh, you'll open up a pathway to the color dungeon. The color dungeon. Uh, it's a whole They added a dungeon to this game at one point. Yes. Like, this game existed. It came out for the Game Boy, original Game Boy, uh, relatively early in the Game Boy's life. And then they did the Game Boy Color, and as yes. part of like the launch of the Game Boy Color, they decided to remake this very popular video game with Color added to it, and added a dungeon that specifically takes advantage of that feature. Yes. And it's kind of interesting how that has changed over time. <laughs> so... The main thing in the original DX version of this is that all the puzzles involve being able to see the game in color. Kind of. Kind of. Sort of. Um, To get into the dungeon, you had to... You were gated by a pair of skeletons. Oh, yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, in the color version, you had to... One was colored red, one was colored blue. Uh-huh. And you had to get that correct in order to be able to access the dungeon. Yeah, the skeleton asks you, or it says, w- w- "I'm if one of us is blue, the other one is red. And if one of us is red, the other one is blue. So which color am I? And it's like a 50-50 shot. It doesn't seem like a very effective way of weeding out people who can't see in color. Because if you get it wrong, then you just try the other combination next instead. Right. But it was supposed to be their like way to keep people that hadn't bought the new system from playing this dungeon. Ah. Ah. Um, so the the main like thrust of this is that, yeah, it's all colors as a motif. Um, but that makes it kind of really dependent on being able to discern colors, which makes it inaccessible to people with vision problems. Uh, kind of. Kind of, in some ways. Uh, so in the remake, they made a bunch of changes to the puzzles to accommodate this, which is really cool. So in the in the Switch remake, rather. So if you yes, notice, yes. In, in the Switch remake, they added a lot of symbols to mm-hmm. to help people that are that don't have good color vision, um, which is cool, and it should be that way. Well, it's kind of like now that the you can tell everything apart from the symbols. It doesn't really rely on color vision. 100% and so does it's not, not yeah. really the color dungeon. Well, it's th- the colors and symbols dungeon. But the thing is, is making a dungeon entirely reliable on color is bad for the reason of it's inaccessible to certain people. Yeah. And there's a so lot it's of... like they did a yeah. bad idea. Yeah. And then they d- 
did something else. They corrected it, but now the entire, like, central... They corrected it, and so it's something... It's not the same thing anymore. So it's... It it, it feels very strange. And the whole dungeon is very strange as a whole. It's not a very... Yes. I'm gonna say it, it did not rank in any of the other dungeons because it's kind of its own weird thing. Well, even when you... If we uh, we assume that they went full tilt on color puzzles and color mechanics, what they came up with was not amazing. No. Nope. Um, and so it's like putting in any amount of work to preserve what was not really a very sensitive thing to do and not very well executed. Any motion that you do to fix that is just tastes strange to me. But anyway. I mean... It's they could have put in something else in place of it, but it's they seemed so insistent on preserving the original game for the most part in the Switch remake that like they felt I I can see like the argument like no we have to retain this, but also yeah. destroy it, but also yeah. make it look pretty, but also and they probably talked themselves into a corner by the time they were done with this dungeon. Uh, the skeletons got names in the Switch remake. They're Gar and Dian. Cool. Sure. That's um, actually sucky. It's I not, like it's this not less great. and less the more I talk it's about it. It's not great. Okay, let's talk about the, the color mechanics. You have weird goo guys who are the same color as the floor uh, until they leave their part of the floor, and then you can see them. That's pretty good. There's uh, tiles that you can only jump on so many times. Uh, and that that what what I don't like about that is, it doesn't you know you it shouldn't be a color thing. The tiles should just get more and more cracked the yeah. way they do in the Switch version. It doesn't yeah. It's so just, that's it, it's unnecessary. A, a bad idea for a yeah. color mechanic. There's the what are the enemies called? The orb guys. I call them beetle guys. My note says orb monsters. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, they're color coded, and then you smack them with your sword and then they become a ball that you have to throw into a hole but which you know what should have been a it's another thing that makes more sense as a non-color dependent puzzle because if there was like a monster that when you hit it with a sword turns into a triangle that would be cool into a a triangle that's way better dude they totally should have done that just change them to actually be different shapes that'd be rad looking like just a bunch of freaking like primary school That's, shapes attacking yes. you would be so the much preschool cooler. Dungeon. This, oh my god. Call this the preschool dungeon. Oh man, that would have been cool. Um, oh, I have a note here that those weird goo things. Yeah. They're called goo specters or camo goblins, depending on who you look at. Um, those look just like a monster from Yoshi's Island. Oh, and I feel like it's gotta be intentional. Huh? In Yoshi's Island, they've got booblas, which go along the floor, then pop out and do that hand motion with the tongue. Yeah, they stick out their tongue. They look real weird. I feel like that's got to be, like, straight up them just using that same enemy. Could be. Which is very good. The other color mechanic for puzzles is the little... That's, uh, like, crystal switches, but you hit it and it changes color. And it changes the adjacent guy's color as well. So it's a, And so you have to hit yeah. them in the right order to... I think that's a good puzzle i wish there were more of that actually uh yeah i like i, I like mean i don't i i think that there's exactly enough of it in this dungeon yeah but i think it's the kind of thing that you could put like one in 
four different dungeons and it would be a good yeah it's uh, it, it's a it, it's a pretty a, good standard kind of this kind of style game puzzle which is good yeah um the dungeon as a whole it's not particularly big no it's 22 rooms um it doesn't have any big fancy rooms like we see with most of the dungeons no in fact it actually it almost ends up being a more loz style dungeon and mm-hmm. even has the LOZ dungeon theme. And, oh, yes. And features an LOZ style ruby room where, like, you right. bomb a wall and go into a room and there's just a bunch of rupees sitting on the floor. Yeah. So it's like a fair, it's trying to be a throwback in certain ways. But while not. also being, like, this really forward thinking, color dependent thing that they're going to decide is a bad idea later on. I mean, Nintendo has tried a lot of weird stuff like that that has been not very accessible. I mean, they have an entire dungeon that's based around being able to see in 3D that is not good for people with eye problems as well. Which Uh, dungeon are you talking about? No, I'm talking about the 3DS. Oh, you said the dungeon. Oh, I I meant system, sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Nintendo was definitely willing to try stuff not thinking about the consequences of like is this accessible or not. Um they're making they're being better about it. Uh Oh, the dungeon is shaped like a t-shirt. Uh or like a shirt. Oh, because you get the mail at the end exactly. of it. Exactly. It's lame. I just figured that out. That's great. It's bad. No, I like that. <laughs> It's it's kind of like boy. All right. Um It has too many bosses. Too many bosses. There's a lot of bosses in this dungeon. Mm-hmm. There's the Stone Hinox, which was later renamed Avalanche. It's not called Avalanche in the Switch version, is it? I don't know. My the, the wiki said it was called Avalanche according to somebody. Huh. Maybe it's just Stone Hinox in the wiki lied to me. I don't uh, remember seeing that new name in the Switch version, but who knows? I'm going to say, you know, it's uh, fine. Well, if it was... Uh, I mean, oh, the boss. The, ha, the, the, the canon name, according to them, is the one given in the Dreamer art book. Oh, yeah, I have that. That's where uh, Borblins came from. Uh, the I like Stone Hinox as He's a good. fight. He's fine. It's like more interesting than a lot of mini bosses. I mean, it's a it's a ramped up version of Hinox, which was already you know a good boss fight. So they made the good boss fight better. Yeah. Uh, the other mini boss is what do you call that guy? Giant Buzz Blob. Okay. Which goes back and forth. It's just a giant slime thing that uh-huh. is sometimes a Zol and sometimes a Buzz Blob. And you use magic powder on it to yeah. make it too. This is 100% going, them realizing they never put a boss in that used the powder on. So they're like, uh, <laughs> we can make that happen. The final boss in the dungeon, I guess we're already there, yep. uh, is the hard hit beetle. Right. Which is a which, boring fight. Uh, it kind of sucks. It's not great. <laughs> I want to say hard hit beetle is a weird name, and it didn't have any name before, I don't think. But hard hit is weird and so the conceit of this battle is okay how can we use a have a boss battle that relies on color um what if (laughs) it changed color when you fought it and that's it that's 100 percent it uh it's a pretty disappointing boss fight when i was doing chamber dungeon stuff in the switch remake Uh uh-huh 
I would use him for the boss of the dungeon every single time because you can beat him in about five seconds. You can <laughs> if you use, I found out, you have to use like arrows, right? Yep, yep. you just spam arrows and that does the trick real fast. Because I think it's kind of interesting that um, one of the features of this boss is the recoil from hitting it with a sword is huge. Yeah, the idea is you have to hit it quickly in, in succession to make it go through the colors to eventually being destroyed and if you because don't, it like recovers health. it'll recover itself as yeah. you don't hit it so you just have to hit it rapidly which is pretty easy to do yeah um in the switch version uh so that you don't have to rely on color vision to tell what's going on it gets more and more like scarred as you hit it like breaks which... up like it's like made of like crystal or something but then, like, the fact that it heals doesn't really track because that would make more sense for it to heal if we couldn't see the actual wounds disappearing. So, like, there's all this stuff that when you try to correct it to be accessible, it just feels a little worse. It's, I mean, it was never super exciting to begin no, with. No, it wasn't. Uh, but so it was something that they came up with as, and, it, and they, I like that they put something in the graveyard in this way yes. adding uh-huh. something to the graveyard gave the graveyard more of a purpose whereas the original game they just put a graveyard in Koholin with no purpose whatsoever well i think that's great uh, i love there being places that have no purpose that's that's true but tuck, tucking something away in a corner i feel is a pretty good way to do that i don't know i liked it as far the, as that um i want to talk about the room before the boss okay this messes with my head there's crystal switches. There's a crystal switch, and there's blocks that prevent you from getting to the boss door. And the crystal switch is just right over there. And it's pointless. It's so weird. Isn't it weird? I don't get it. Why is it weird? Oh, because you have to walk over, hit the switch, and then come you back. You just walk and- over and hit the switch and walk back. If you're in a hurry, you hit the switch with an arrow or the hookshot or something. But I don't know. it's like, it looks like a puzzle. <laughs> I feel like there's a couple places in the game, even in the original game, where it's like, this looks like a puzzle, but on closer inspection, there is no puzzle here. Yeah. There's some rock pushing stuff in some of the caves where it's like, this is just busy work. You know what? When I, when I was looking over this uh, dungeon... I didn't really have any, or I, I, my main thought was color placed, color based gameplay isn't all that interesting. They didn't come up with very cool ideas for doing that. I'm looking at it now. The more I look at it, the less I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's it was an idea, and it was something to attach to make it genuinely a deluxe game. But I mean, there's a reason when I go back and replay this game, I usually play the original version of the game. I usually do mm. not play the deluxe version. Well, for going through all this... Oh, also, you have to visit 10 out of 22 rooms to find the map. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is dumb. Uh, anyway, um, to after for going through all this, you reach the end of the dungeon where instead of an instrument of the sirens, you meet a great fairy. The great fairy gifts you the power of color, which is... A change to your tunic. There's the blue tunic that gives you double defense, and there's the red tunic that gives you double attack. 
and I think it's well I know that there's like conventional wisdom that everybody knows but I can't remember exactly what it is everyone goes with red right the red is really it, it, I think the red in the Game Boy version basically gives you it also gives you the knockback of having a, a piece of power yeah yeah which is just coolly un, un I was gonna say unhealthy but like just it's overpowered yeah um, in a game that's already not that difficult, so it's kind of like you're just destroying everything in one hit. Sure. Yeah, you don't get a heart container. There's no ninth instrument, no secret ninth harmonica of power-ups. <laughs> um, there's no, nothing nothing secret like that. So I don't know. It, it's, it's a neat thing. It was a neat idea that they tried out that is maybe not the most I fun. didn't realize how deeply flawed it was until we started talking about it it's not great yeah but i yeah i don't like it and i don't like some of the changes that they made to it they could have like tried something different with it but again they seem really committed to trying to translate the game as as like faithfully as possible in the switch remake that they were like nope we're beholden to this we have to make this thing yeah which eh, it's fine well, okay. let's do something cooler tomorrow. Okay, which one's that? What's that? What's cool? I guess J8. All right. 